Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. We have you covered for your holiday dinner parties. Now at Copenhagen, get 25% off up to eight dining chairs with your purchase of a new dining table. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Statesman multimedia producer, Elizabeth Alice. For 15 years, the annual Fantastic Fest has taken over Austin with the weirdest, wildest, sci-fi, horror, and fantasy flicks that cinema has to offer. Filmmakers and fans from across the globe will converge at the Alamo Drafthouse on South Lamar for eight days during the world's largest genre film festival, which kicked off on September 19th. One of those movies is VHS, directed and co-written by Jack Henry Robbins. His father, Academy Award-winning actor Tim Robbins, produced and acted in the retro comedy shot entirely on VHS and Betamax. The film follows a 12-year-old boy with a video camcorder in the 1980s as he documents life, late-night TV, and all kinds of absurdity. I chatted with Tim about VHS, how home recording culture has evolved, and what it was like to collaborate with his son. Here's our conversation. Hi, Tim. Thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. My pleasure. VH, yes. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I got to take a little peek, and it reminds me a lot of what I would watch after my parents went to bed, and you know, you're kind of like secret, and you're exploring the world through television, and this kind of gets it spot on, but in a much kookier way. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting. Um, I've just been talking to a couple of people that had just seen it, and um, they're talking. They were talking about how. Uh, it really kicked into their memories of of that time period, and you know, and also the idea of what we experienced versus what we videotape, right. and that, uh, that whole idea of documenting your life started when the first video cameras were out there that were relatively inexpensive that people could start affording them, right? Right. That whole culture we have now of videotaping ourselves, um, you know, taking photographs of ourselves daily. This is what I'm doing. Here I'm eating. This is the meal I had. All of this stuff started with those video cameras. And that's kind of what I think Jack was getting at is that, because he's often talked to me about you know, his concern about his own generation and the, um, the immediate nature of, 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 uh, of social media and how it affects behavior and how it desensitizes people from actual experience, you know, as having a conversation, looking in someone's eyes. Or even if you can't be with them, talking on the phone. We've kind of lost these social, we're losing these social skills. And it's one of the things that Jack was really interested in 
raising questions about with VHS is, is you know, this, this nature of what it is to like, live your life through the lens of a camera. Right, because VHS tapes were kind of the first, you were able to record over them. I know there was always that the question of for grabbing a blank tape if, for, if you are recording something like, was something important on this? Do we know? Um, but yeah, that memories could be erased and then it just became so much more superficial. It's kind of temporary almost. It, it, yeah, it's ephemeral. But it also, this, yeah, it's also about the, you know, what, what reality is. Like the, the BHS starts uh, uh, with, a, with a realization that you're watching a videotape of a, a child a 12-year-old that has is taping over his parents' wedding video. And at first you see it's, you know, idyllic and it's cute and fun, but as the film progresses, you start to understand that what you already have seen uh, it might not have been the truth. As things deconstruct, it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Do you enjoy weird, like weird stories? I like stories that uh, communicate in a, in a fresh way. Sure. You know, I, I like telling stories that are not usually told. And, and if you're going to tell a story that's been told, I appreciate filmmakers that tell it in a, in a new form. Um, and uh, I believe that's what Jack has as a filmmaker is this uh, rejection of the obvious and a true experimental uh, heart. And he's wickedly funny, too. He's just, you know, he's just hysterically funny, the, the way he uh, shoots things. It seems like uh, the catalyst for this, uh, he had said that when he was 12 years old, he had received a mini-DV camera from, uh, well, his parents. And as a dad, do you remember that time when he was going around recording things? I do very much, yes. As a matter, of, as a matter of fact, he was. It, uh, it, it was around the same time that he started to find his way with uh, school as well. Um, he was able to use the video camera as a way. Instead of writing a twelve-page um, paper, he was in a school where he could make that into a film. So he started expressing his intellect through visual means. Would you have ever thought that, that 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 experience with that camera and those projects would result in a career in filmmaking? Uh, that wasn't the intention, but um, I could see pretty early on that he had a really good visual eye and that he was interested in telling um, stories in a different way. Uh, I could tell that right away. When he, he went to USC Film School, he was, you know, found a community of other people that were like-minded and started making films with them rather than... Yeah, I remember the last uh, semester, he... Uh, well, he, he, he graduated a semester early. Uh, the last semester at USC is the one where they do the final project. You know, the, the, they make film. Sure. Right? I guess the faculty picked who the directors are going to be and all that. And he said, you know, Dad, I'm not really interested in that. I want to make a film 
with my friend. And so he had this idea for this uh, thing called Ultimate Ultimate, which is a fake documentary about a, a nine-year-old uh, girl who is a electronica DJ prodig- prodigy called DJ Sparkle. Sure. So I gave him uh, enough money to make a short, and he made it with his friends, and it was really good and really funny and um, totally fresh. And I said, Jack, this is a this is great, and this girl that you, that's playing this part is really fun to watch. If you want to do a longer form of this, you should do it right away. You should write it right away. She's going to get older, you know, and, and you should, you know, you should see how far you can go with it. And so he wrote a script and within a month, expanded it, introduced new characters and had a full length feature uh, and uh, script. And I read it and I loved it. And I said, you know, let's do this. And he goes, what's my budget? And I said, what you saved me by graduating a semester early from USC. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wins. (laughs) So I gave him that plus a little extra and he got his friends together and he made a feature length film and it wound up, you know, being really good. And Comedy Central hired him to do a, a pilot based on this idea. And, you know, so any money I put in, I, 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 got back you know it was like immediately <laughs> immediately was like okay well we're gonna do this more because you know you're you're super talented and you know the, your ideas are not going to get financing from most sources so let's you know let's work together and then my job at that point was to let him bring his vision uh, uh to the the film not to interfere not to uh try to teach or anything i you know he was talented enough on his own to to not have me being interfering all the time uh and uh, and the other thing i know as a filmmaker is that it's got to be one person's vision it can't be a combination of visions and and there's nothing worse than a producer that is trying to tell you how to direct and so you know i had to shut up a lot of the time and i had to you know check myself and you know, on the set when I was there, just to make sure that that I allowed him to 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 be the visionary he is. On that note, you have a small part in VHS, uh, which is one of my favorite ones. What was that like to take direction notes from Jack and all that? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean, it's such a bizarre idea, and you know, it was just uh, it was really lovely. Right, and the thing, I don't want to give too much away because it's a great special, but there was a lot of acting going on in that scene, and yet it's all fast-forwarded. So are you you saying lines and going through a whole step-by-step thing in that voice and everything? Yes. Amazing. Yes, it was all, it was, yeah, it was just this, yeah, and and that that was the intention, by the way. He told me that most of this I'm going to fast-forward through, what you know (laughs) that. (laughs) <laughs> <That's> okay, <laughs> and still 100% was given I do know that these this film is premiering at uh, Fantastic Fest this week the first screening is on yes. Saturday and then the second yes. screening is on September 23rd which is actually the 25th anniversary of the Shawshank Redemption when it premiered uh-huh. 
How does that feel to see your son's work being shown on such a on a day such as that? I hadn't thought about that, but that's you know. Listen, I am so proud of him. I'm so uh, excited that he's uh, being recognized for the work he's doing. Um, I, I, you know, proud is proud. I'm proud. I'm just a proud dad. <laughs> that's so great. Have you ever been to Austin before? I have. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite joint or a pl- favorite place around here? Um, yeah, now you got me because usually I'm experiencing Austin through a, um, a haze of something. Sure. <laughs> well, Fantastic yeah. Fest should be pretty fun. It's a pretty good time. I'm looking forward to it. That's our show. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter. We're at loveaustin360. And please, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 Podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by me, Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hardproof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch us an idea for the show or give us some feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your blank VHS tapes. Until next week, we'll see you making memories one frame at a time. Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. We have you covered for your holiday dinner parties. Now at Copenhagen, get 25% off up to eight dining chairs with your purchase of a new dining table. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.